Father God. Greetings, this is Christopher and Catherine. Radiant Fire Radio, Dolphins of the King, doing the joint session tonight. We are talking about the documentary that Epoch Times, Epoch TV has put out concerning the January 6th story. They dragged her out and it reminded me of deer hunting. You drag out a deer carcass. He was completely out of control. He himself was committing crimes in the process. People from all over. Sound check one two. Sound check one two. Can you hear the video? Can you yes. hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right. The nation from every state. There has been a lot of fraud. He could stop this. At least one person over here is being injured and taken Capitol away. Capitol Hill, overtaken by Americans. The story of January 6 changes drastically, depending on who's telling it. The House Select Committee on January 6 has deemed the incident an attack on the American system, comparable to the bombing of Pearl Harbor, or even the terrorist attacks on 9-11. It's being investigated as a potential insurrection that could allegedly incriminate former President Donald Trump. And it's being used domestically to frame a new narrative on domestic extremism. Yet is this narrative really the case? Imagine if the American people actually saw just what happened to Roseanne Boylan and these officers who keep portraying themselves as heroes that day. He fires at her and strikes her in the left shoulder. It's a failure not only of training, but it's also a failure of bystandership and supervision. <laughs> January 6th demands a full and impartial investigation, one free from foregone conclusions, hidden agendas, and naked hyperbole. The nation needs a serious examination of January 6th, one that includes the subjects too often ignored in media coverage and in political speech. With interviews, on-the-ground reporting, and exclusive footage, we'll now tell the real story of January 6th. I happen to partake of both pieces that are out and available now for the public. And I posted <laughs> the first one on my Facebook page and tagged Catherine in, my wife. And uh, it's amazing how nobody wanted to listen. Nobody has commented. Everybody's ignoring it. So that's third Catherine today to uh, listen. And I think she made like four podcasts today about this. And all of them, she was fired up and just didn't know what to do with herself. And I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Can you give me copies of them? Because I'm going to put them on Radiant Fire Radio. Because people need to hear the truth. and They need to be stirred up. And I, I can't stir them up any more than what they already are. Yeah. Why, why do you think they're not stirred up? Do you think it's because it's over and done with? Do you think they don't care enough? Do you I, think that they... I think the people that were in power, who had control, who had the ability, not control, they had the ability to be able to stop 
and actively say, hey, let's take a minute here and see what's really going on. When they didn't step in, it became, there's nobody coming to save us. There's nobody coming to rescue us from what is going on. And as you're going to see in this documentary tonight, there are slivers, there's pieces that the, the American press, the Democrat Party, and the Republican Party have hidden from yes. you. Most parties. Day citizen. This is yes. not just the Democrats. And, you know, people get mad at me because I talk about the Republicans and how bad they are. And I'm doing that for a reason because they have not stopped what has been going on since 2020 election. They have the ability, they have the power. They have the authority to do it, but they don't want to do it because they do not like President Donald J. Trump. Plain and simple. So they're willing to let our country go down, burn forever in smoke, other than to do what's right and defend, not him, but the process. And these people who were on the Capitol, Legislative Mall, down there in Washington, D.C., are completely innocent. Mm. They're innocent. They didn't do anything but go down there to fulfill the Constitution, which we have the right to peaceably assemble, and we have the right to address any regresses that we have from the government. It's pretty sad what you're going to witness in this video because... Um, you will see exactly why certain things took place and you will see how uh, a certain group of people are not innocent and how they push this narrative that President Trump said words that would that would spark the insurrection or, uh, you know, gave people the green light to to tear up the the grounds and that is not true no yeah we're on the ellipse now we'll meet you soon good stuff thank you to begin this investigation i sat down with joe hanneman the lead reporter on january 6th at the epic times to review our footage january 6th started out as a protest uh, a large gathering to hear President Trump speak about his concerns and his charges that there was widespread fraud of the presidential election. Uh, people came in very large numbers to the ellipse in Washington, D.C. to hear his I just want to notate that he wanted to stand up in front of the American people to point out that there has been a widespread fraud against the election and this is why this took place hmm? when you say he who do you mean president trump okay. so he spoke before the american people um because it was so much evidence it was so much witnesses and live footage and things that were appearing from the USPS, you know, United States Postal Services that was showing ballots that was 
you know, missed and all of these things that was pure evidence that it was set up that uh, Biden had lost. And so he was trying to wave his hand, you know, in the spirit to say, hey, hey, in the natural, hey, hey, these people cheated us. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the numbers was so exaggerated that they made it seem like Biden was the one, number one president that was ever alive. So it even beat out Barack Obama, whom, you know, many people love him. So that was so far of a stretch where my thought would be, how can people fall for this when you had this stuff on live television, on YouTube, everybody has social media, but yet nobody wanted to believe that the election was stolen. Well, you forget at the time, Twitter was not under the free Elon Musk. Twitter was a part of the state-controlled media, and anyone who put up evidence that was from the free journalism side was... Uh, their page was shut down. President Trump's page was shut down. Their fact checked. There's a little block that gets put on your Twitter page, your Facebook page, your YouTube page saying this has been fact checked. And yes, the fact found that this is not right. Mm -hmm. And your page is throttled. So say you had two, two million people that was watching your page as soon as you started telling them what was going on about the truth of, of, of everything, they stole your viewers from you, unsubscribed them behind the scenes, and they're thinking that they're subscribed to you so that they can go back and whenever you put a new post out, be able to follow you, but they, you, you were automatically unsubscribed. So these people who once had 2 million people went down to 100,000. That is... Crazy. This is this is what happened. This it's what's continuing to happen. So being that President Trump knew that, he understood that. Um, remember I had a question for you, and I was like, he constantly repeats himself over and over in regards to interviews. And I said, Why does he do that? And you said, if he does not do that, because this is the tactic that the left is doing, they constantly repeat and repeat and repeat over and over hoping that their false information was slammed into somebody's, you know, ear gate and, and they will follow the false narrative. So President Trump, being a businessman, being a person that had to defend himself only because nobody else was doing it, he had to repeat himself over and over and over. And um, I didn't understand why until I started to understand what was really going on here. He no. had to keep... Him. No one was right. speaking. So you're a member of a party. You're a member of the Democrat Party. You're a member of the Republican Party. So you're supposed to have this whole system standing behind you. You represent the Republican Party. So the Republican Party chair, assistant chair, treasurer, secretary, all of the board members up under that, all of the states up under that, all of the cities, counties, municipalities that are up under that, 
are supposed to be standing behind you because when you had that primary, people don't understand this, when you have the primary in all of those states, which are going to have the Iowa caucuses um, on January the 16th, you're saying everybody in Iowa is going to nominate whoever they're going to nominate. So you're at this stage of the game where all of, all of, all of these people have said, we're going to back you, we support you. None of them stood up and said, this is wrong. Right. What you're doing to this man is wrong. Hey, right. we don't like him. We don't care for him. But you can't do this. Right. So started looking into the election fraud. There were good people on the Democrat side and good people on the Republican side who said, hey, I don't like this. This isn't right. But they just dropped a whole box full of ballots into the machine. Yes. Ballots only had one candidate on there, and that was Biden. So yes. you got to understand when you're, when you're looking at a ballot, because you don't really think about this, you got the president, the vice president, treasurer, secretary, all the little cabinet members, and then state of Delaware. You vote down for all of those people inside of the state of Delaware. They had ballots that only had Biden's name written at the top. Mm-hmm. They didn't anybody else other than than Biden. Handwritten, no signatures, no proof of anything mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that that's what it was. That's what you know, that's what it is. So when they challenged these things and they said, hey Dag, the state of Delaware has sixty two thousand people, but eighty four thousand voted. 84,000 people voted for Biden, but there's only 62,000 registered voters in the state of Delaware. Some people was dead. <laughs> Some people was, you know, long gone, and they were they was receiving their votes. Yeah. So where's the where's the machine? Where's the Republican Party of the state of Delaware saying, "Hey, this isn't right. We need to recount the votes in Delaware." Every state, all 50 states, at the beginning, during the debates, President Trump, if you lose, will you just go ahead and accept the fact that you lost? You remember yes. that? Yes, I remember that. Very beginning. So in my mind, looking back now, they knew that they were doing this. Yes, absolutely. This up for him absolutely. to lose. And they just yes. wanted to uh, lay down and say, okay, I can see the election. If it had been different circumstances where you didn't have the extra ballots, you didn't have the, the outward signs of just complete fraud, I believe President Trump would have said, okay, hey, I lost and walked mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. But because it was all of those other little pieces, hey, let's at least check this out. Mm-hmm. And this is all that he was asking to be done. So, but, but li- listen to this though. Um, I think that he got wind that they were going to be doing something like this, and he tried to prepare his people. And this is crazy because they so started. Because this is a part of the narrative. He prepared his people to go to war and overthrow the government. Is that what you mean? No. He started to get, uh, from my understanding, he started to 
speak to the people and get them prepared for fraud um, because he knew that they were going to try to do something like this. Now, the crazy thing is this, the night before the election, the day before the election, or no, I'm sorry, the day of the, le of the election, um, the lady that is in Georgia, I can't remember her name right now, but she lost. She's a Democrat. Um, she's a, a black lady. Who? Stacey Abrams. Yes. Stacey Abrams had an a interview and she said no matter what Trump says, he it's not over until it's over. Meaning she, to me, when she said that, she was basically, and I think she ended up saying it's impossible for him to win. So when she said that, it, it jumped in my spirit. I said, these people are up to something. It was the day of, and she was saying, we're going to count all night. And it, it don't matter what, you know, what, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the way that she had a smirk on her face, it was like they already knew that they had everything in the bag. And yep. when it came when it came back that we was waiting for, you know, all night and and then a day after that to come to find out that the numbers were had went one way and then all of a sudden uh Biden's numbers went way over the chart. It was just ridiculous in regards to what was being so they painted the picture that President Trump was mad. He's already said he's not going to concede and he's going to overthrow the government. And mm -hmm. all of the people who support him have the same mindset and they're going to come in and overthrow the government. Mm -hmm. This is how the events that took place on January 6th. Yes. I, don't, I don't have it right at, the, at my fingertips right now. But they said his speech incited the riot. Yes. I went through that speech. I got the transcript of it. There was nothing in there that President Trump said, go down to the Capitol and tear that place down. No, he didn't. Listen to different news reports that went on. They have him saying that, and he did not say that. Speech. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Stop the steal.